Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Beef Up Front podcast here on PickSwap Media. This is your host, Ryan Coyle, back with our weekly fantasy football show, the Beef Up Front Stardom Sit'em list. As always, we'll run through the top guys you should be looking to start this week besides the obvious players and the top guys you should be looking to sit and avoid on your lineups this week, whether it's season-long, daily fantasy, we got you covered here. After four weeks now, we're 4-0 with the starts outscoring the sits. And back-to-back weeks now, the starts have outscored the sits by exactly 26 points. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, This week, I had a Saint with Michael Thomas who didn't play due to injury. So I scratched him from the list. And then there was another Saint that missed the game due to injury who I didn't know was going to miss the game this week. Sounded like he had a pretty good shot to play because they traveled all the way to London. Um, And that was Alvin Kamara. So I scratched him off the list. With those two guys out of the lineup, my starting lineup still put up 129 points this week. Uh, the sit put up 103. I think that that might have been the most by the sit this this year so far. Had a few guys that were some clear misses, but still. Another week outscoring the sit list. That's the goal here each and every week. More uh, points from the start lineup than the sit. And we moved to 4-0 now. And personally, the, quite frankly, that these haven't even been close. So back-to-back weeks, 26 points. Uh, 129 points with a missing wide receiver for the start list this week. We'll just recap real quick. We had Jared Goff versus the Seahawks. He was the top fantasy quarterback this week with 34 points. Then Derek Carr versus the Broncos. He was 25th, 11 points, so a miss there. Then we had running back Jamal Williams versus the Seahawks, 7th, 23 points. Khalil Herbert, 26, 11 points. Brandon Cooks had a nice week, finishing 14th in receiving with 18 points. Uh, then we had Michael Thomas, as I touched on, out with an injury. Then tight end, we had Zach Ertz. Um, he finished sixth this week with 16 points. And then David Njoku, 14th with nine points. Defense, we had the Packers finishing 14th with seven points. So that added up to 129 points right there with a missing receiver. Not that bad. Um, I think this is great. If you're looking for like daily fantasy lineups, look at some of these guys because you'll be able to get some of these guys on pretty cheap. And these will kind of keep you in some of those, those contests. So make sure to check this out for those daily fantasy leagues. We go to the sit list now, 103 points, touched on missing a running back. We had Kirk Cousins. He finished 21st with only 13 points, so really good hit there. Miss here with Russell Wilson at the Raiders. He had his first good game, finished third with 26 points. Running back Damian Harris at the Packers finished 16th with 15 points. Uh, then we had Alvin Kamara out with injury. DK Metcalf, big miss here that game. Don't even get me started on that one. I didn't think that one had any chance of being a shootout. I think the final was 48-45. He finished with uh, 21 points ranking seventh this week. Allen Robinson, a good hit. He looks just officially washed, just not even part of this Rams offense on Monday Night Football last night, 85th with two points. Then Tyler Higby, tight end miss here, fourth with 17 points. Dawson Knox at the Ravens, tight end for the Bills there, 20th with seven points, good hit there. And real good hit on a defense here. Broncos defense has been dominating this year, only had two points and finished 27th in fantasy this week. So, like I said, 4-0, we moved to with the start list outscoring the sit list by 26 points again here this week. So another good week, and we will get into week five now. Try to keep these episodes short and sweet around that 15-minute mark. We'll start off with the start list, as always, up at the top with the quarterback. We're going to go with Tom Brady versus the Falcons. Saw a stat today. Tom Brady has not lost three games in a row since 2002. I think I was three years old at that time. So this is a guy who... I feel bad for the Falcons this week. I think he's going to come out firing all cylinders. Apparently, him and his wife are getting divorced. There's divorce lawyers involved now. Who knows where his head's at, but I know more than any athlete I've watched during my 
my life other than maybe LeBron James or Peyton Manning com- competition wise and preparedness. These guys are going to be ready. So he, he won't let the off the field stuff get to him. He gets a Falcons team that I think is riding a little high right now. Still lacks talent. Um, Mike Evans back in the fold. Chris Godwin starting to look healthy again. They finally were able to put up some points last week, scoring, I believe, 28 points. So the, the Bucks offense looks to appear to be kind of hitting their stride after missing a lot of guys to start the year. I think Tom Brady has a real big game and kind of dismantles the Falcons this week. Second quarterback on the list, we're going to go with second-year quarterback for the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence versus Houston. Had a real rough game against the Eagles last week, but I was there. It, it was a blessing that there was somehow uh, – 50 points, I think, in that game. It was a complete monsoon, complete washout. Really hard to just even imagine throwing a football in that rain. Um, I think he has a real nice chance to have a bounce-back game this week against a Houston team that's the only winless team in the NFL right now. Christian Kirk, look for him to get back on track. Some of those offensive weapons, I think a good potential cheap option for a guy who could have like a Jared Goff or Geno Smith-type week from last week and really explode. Um, I really like Trevor Lawrence in this spot for for this week against Houston for a bounce-back game for Jacksonville. Next, we move to the running backs. We'll go with Damian Pierce at Jacksonville. He had kind of his breakout NFL game last week, over 100 yards and a touchdown. Houston really finally committed to him as that feature-type guy, as he should be. He's the most talented player on that offense right now, I think. Alongside Brandon Cooks, just feed him the ball. Jacksonville had a really nice rush defense coming into the week. Miles Sanders gashed them for over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell also scored on the ground, Jalen Hurts. So maybe look for Damian Pierce to be a multiple touchdown scorer this week too. Also, if you're just like a betting guy, you, you want to listen to this podcast for that, maybe some anytime touchdown scores, anytime, uh, two plus touchdown scores or some over under yards. I think this, this show would be beneficial for you as well. So I like Damian Pierce to get in the end zone, uh, maybe even not just once, but twice this week. Next running back, we'll go to JK Dobbins for Cincinnati. He had his kind of welcome back to the show. Game last week against the uh, Baltimore, or excuse me, the Buffalo Bills after the first game against uh, the, his first game back where he kind of struggled to get going, didn't really get much touches. He found the end zone twice last week. They found ways to get him the ball in the passing game as well, and I think that's something that they're going to look to do more this season, get him involved in like screens out on the perimeter. He's really, really explosive and can take the ball at the house at any time. So I think as he gets better – his knee continues to heal more. He gets back to that 100%. We're going to see more touches out of him. Has a good chance to have a good game against Cincinnati this week, who struggled last week against Raheem Mostert. We go to the receivers now. <clears throat> One of Tom Brady's top targets. We're going to go Chris Godwin versus the Falcons. I think his stat line last week was 7 for 59. He seems to be back and healthy now, I think, as I touched on the Brady and the uh, Bucks Dismantle the Falcons this week and have a big offensive performance. Chris Godwin, one of the main benefactors of that. Next, we're going to go wide receiver, Philadelphia Eagles, Devontae Smith versus the Cardinals. As I touched on with Trevor Lawrence, last week didn't really uh, provide very good throwing conditions, and Devontae Smith didn't have his best game. I think this is a nice bounce-back spot for him against a Cardinals secondary that doesn't have much back there, and I don't think really much guys to cover him. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is going to have another really nice game as he continues this MVP type of season that he's off to against a Cardinals secondary that struggles, and I think is going to really struggle to contain A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, those guys are must-starts every week in your lineup. Devontae Smith, he could be like your flex option if you're a two-wide receiver league. I really like him to get thrown in your lineup this week, or if you're daily. I think he could have like a 100-yard performance this week. Next, we go on to the tight ends. We'll go George Kittle. He's had a bit of a slow start since coming back from that groin injury. He plays at Carolina this week. I think this is a good spot for, for like a get-right spot for him. Get him the ball. Get him a few touchdowns maybe. Get him some looks in the red zone. 
hasn't really been a featured part. He's had to do a lot more blocking, I think, just because of the injury to Trent Williams. They're, they've kind of been relying on him as more of a blocker. He's too good of a player and too dynamic of a pass catcher. And outside of Debo Samuel, Brandon, you've shown a little bit in the passing game right now. They need to get another guy going in the passing game. Jimmy G gets back into the flow. I think there's a good spot against a Carolina team that is struggling, going in the wrong direction. And if they lose, maybe Matt Rule could get fired. Next tight end we're going to go with, we're going to go with Zach Ertz versus the Philadelphia Eagles. The first game back for Zach Ertz uh, since coming, since getting traded from Philadelphia. You best believe that they're trying to script some early plays for him to get some touches, get some revenge against his former team. Um, no bad blood between these guys at all, but you see this a lot with when guys go to play their their former team. Their new team makes sure to try and get them the ball as many times as possible and definitely at least try to get them into the end zone. I remember last year, his last game, It's going into it, it seemed like it would be his last game in that game against uh, Tampa Bay. Philly really made it an emphasis to try and get him to score, and he found his way in. I think Arizona tries and do this, uh, tries to do the same exact type of thing this week. And then defense, I'm looking to start this week. I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers versus the New York Giants. Giants, so very surprising three and one, but the worst three and one I can remember. This game over in London, Daniel Jones banged up. Tyrod Taylor, I think, is banged up as well. Don't know who's going to be playing quarterback this week. I don't think it matters. I think Packers win big in that one, and the defense is able to feast. So back through the start list real quick. We got Tom Brady versus the Falcons, Trevor Lawrence versus the Texans, Damian Pierce versus the Jags, J.K. Dobbins versus the Bengals, Chris Godwin versus the Falcons, Devontae Smith versus the Cardinals, George Kittle at the Panthers, Zach Ertz versus the Eagles, and Packers versus uh, the Giants there over in London. We'll go to the sit list now. We'll start it off with – Reigning Super Bowl champion quarterback Matthew Stafford versus Dallas. Dallas, another team like the Giants, I don't think he's that good, but still, they're sitting at 3-1. and one. Wins are wins, and the defense is playing really good, especially that defensive front. Um, this is a good group led by Dan Quinn, and Matt Stafford has struggled this year, especially with turning the ball over. He's failed to throw a touchdown last night for back-to-back -back games. Throws a lot of interceptions. you got Trayvon Diggs on the other side. Um, and an offensive line that I don't think has the horses up front right now to block Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. Could see the, the Dallas Cowboys winning again in this one um, and, and causing some some havoc on Matthew Stafford. So I'm looking to keep him on my bench this week or out of my daily fantasy lineups. Next quarterback, we're going to go Jared Goff at New England. He was on our start list last week. He was the number one fantasy quarterback, but this week he travels to New England. I saw New England's wearing those sick throwback jerseys. You can't lose wearing those. Um, Jared Goff, though, really had a nice week last week playing catch-up, coming from behind. I didn't expect that game to be as high-scoring as it was. Unfortunately, that was my best bet last week, the under in that one, and it went way over. The Seahawks almost hit that over itself. Um, but I think Jared Goff kind of comes back down to earth a little bit this week still. Bill Belichick, one and three. I don't see them at home falling to one and four, especially losing to the Lions, who after two weeks, I thought the Lions were going to be a pretty good team this year, kind of flirt with eight, nine wins, maybe a playoff spot. I think next week or this week is a comeback to earth game for Jared Goff. Uh, Bill Belichick throws some stuff at him that we haven't seen before. Remember that back in the Super Bowl, the Patriots really stifled Goff and he didn't have much success at all. I think it was a 13 to three final. So look for Bill Belichick to implement a, a lot of those same kind of looks and, and confuse Jared Goff in this one. Running backs now, we'll start with Antonio Gibson versus Tennessee. After that strong week one versus Jacksonville, he's really slowed down. Brian Robinson seems to be closer to coming back into the lineup. 
Antonio Gibson just hasn't really had much juice and burst. And one of the best parts about him in his first few years in the league was he was a really dynamic receiving back. They've been using J.D. McKissick in that role a lot. Carson Wentz has struggled since week one. This whole offense has really just taken major steps back since the beginning of the season. Keep Antonio Gibson on your bench this week, I would say, against a Tennessee front that has Bud Dupree, Jeffrey Simmons, a lot of good horses up there. So not looking to start Antonio Gibson this week. Next running back we're looking to sit, we're going to go with Ezekiel Elliott at the Rams. 73 yards is the most he's rushed for this year, and I think that was like 4.6 yards per carry. Just doesn't have the juice and explosion to him anymore. They've still been feeding him the ball a lot, but this week he gets to play a defensive front, like I just touched on with Tennessee, with some real good guys up front. I mean, one of the best defensive players all time, Aaron Donald. Bobby Wagner, a really good linebacker there. The, the 49ers didn't have much rushing success last night. Jeff, Jeff Wilson had one really big run, but outside of that, it was a, a pretty good defensive performance by L.A. Um, Zeke, they're trying to get Tony Pollard more touches. This offensive line isn't that great anymore. Kind of the main reason why I told you to avoid Zeke in the offseason, but still, some people are probably still starting him just because of that name. Keep him on your bench this week against the Rams. Now we go to the receivers. We're going to go with Marquise Brown. Hollywood Brown, whatever you want to call him, versus the Eagles. Darius Slay might not play this week, but still, this Eagles secondary has just been shutting people down. Christian Kirk was really one of the best receivers in the league in fantasy football the first uh, three or four weeks of the season. This uh, Then last week against Philadelphia, he was shut down, and Darius Slay didn't play for most of that game, and Avante Maddox are starting. Nickel corner was out as well, so... Marquise Brown is a is a bus waiting to happen this week, I think. James Bradbury has been awesome. The Eagles secondary since week one has really picked up their game. The defense has a total. I don't think Brown has a nice week this week. Then we go wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. at Denver. Mostly going to be matched up with Pat Sertain. Um, don't really just have much faith in this Colts offense, this Colts team right now. Another team where if they lose on Thursday night football, I think he, Frank Wright, could be finding his way out the door. So, I'm looking to keep Michael Pittman Jr. on the bench this week. He didn't have a real good week last week, and I thought last week was a, a nice spot for him to get right. Um, coming back from that injury that I believe he missed week two with, still looking to get back back into the mix and the fold of things, but this is just not the defense to do it against. A really nice Denver secondary. We go to tight end now. We'll go with Kyle Pitts at Tampa Bay. Just too much unpredictability right now. I know that tight end is really hard to kind of – Pick every week if you're doing daily leagues. Um, you might just be better off using a big investment each and every week on Travis Kelsey. But Kyle Pitts has been a disappointment this year. George Kittle so far. Um, Darren Waller has been a disappointment. Dallas Goddard has been really good to start the year. Zach Ertz has been good. But some of those top guys have really struggled. Kyle Pitts at Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is going to dismantle them this week. I think that's one that's going to be a major blowout. Some people are starting to you know believe in the Falcons a little bit. I've been betting on them personally as underdog money line. And they've hit me for me twice, almost three times. Uh, but just a team that I think their overall lack of talent is going to come come to the forefront and kind of get exposed as we go on towards the rest of the season. I think that starts this week against Tampa Bay. Um, Pitts just doesn't really have a really good refined role with this offense right now. So can't trust him. But if you don't have a much better option, you might have to start him this week. Um, we go to next tight end, Dawson Knox versus Pittsburgh. Ever since getting that big extension a few days before the season started, he's really struggled to, to get going. Plays a Pittsburgh team that one in three, struggling a little bit, gave up 30 points, I believe it was, to the Jets. Uh, maybe it could be a get-right spot for him, but still too much unpredictability with him. If you've listened to my shows and my takes on fantasy football before, I want guys with upset upside who also provide a safe floor. Um, 
Knox has a bit of an upside, but still, he, his floor is just zero points. He he might not be a factor at all in the game. So looking to keep him on my bench this week. And then defense didn't have one written down. Let's scroll through real quick. Let's go with the 49ers against the Panthers. Panthers have really struggled to move the ball. Um, under under City, they, they've been this year just not looking like a sharp unit. Matt Rule running the show there. Baker Mayfield hasn't been able to get going. McCaffrey looks like a shell of himself. DJ Moore already seems to be frustrated. Um, 49ers defense, maybe the best league or best in the entire league, the best unit right now. Um, I, I don't think you can go wrong with them. I think they would be worth the investment there as a, as a nice daily fantasy play as your as your starting defense this week. So just to run back through the sit list, we're going to go Matt Stafford versus Dallas, Jared Goff at New England, Antonio Gibson versus Tennessee, Ezekiel Elliott at the LA Rams, Marquise Brown versus the Eagles, Michael Pittman Jr. at Denver, tight end Kyle Pitts at Tampa Bay, tight end Dawson Knox versus Pittsburgh, and defense, excuse me, I had that as the sit. I don't know why. I, I apologize. We'll flip that around. We'll go Panthers defense. We're looking to sit this week, who they have had, had a few good performances in the early going. We'll flip that. Panthers at 49ers are at home versus the 49ers. Uh, we're going to be sitting the Panthers this week. If you're looking for like a cheap defense for for your fantasy, your daily fantasy league, avoid them. Um, I don't know how many people are going to be starting the Panthers on a weekly basis, but I kind of when I'm playing those daily fantasy leagues, I go to the bottom of the defenses and say, all right, maybe. One of these teams has a chance as an outright like underdog money line winner. Um, maybe it's going to be a lower scoring kind of ugly game, and I kind of pick them. I've had some luck over the first few weeks with that. Uh, namely, week one, I remember I had like Houston versus the Colts. They wound up hold, holding them to twenty points. Got got me, got me like seven or eight points. Did their job in the daily fantasy line. This week, we're going to go avoid the Panthers here. I think that the 49ers are, are going to shellac them, um, and, and they don't really have. The guys up front right now that contain this diverse running game that that San Francisco can bring to the table. So, uh, sit the Panthers. Excuse me for that that miss about the 49ers early. But that'll do it for the Week Five Fantasy Football Stardom Sitem Show here from Beef Up Front. Like I said, four and zero so far with our starts outscoring our sits the past two weeks by 26 points each week. We're looking to move to five and zero this week. I'm looking for a perfect 17. In our 18 and 0 season, however many uh, weeks we go go with this show. But thank you everyone for listening. Like, subscribe, share, spread the knowledge, spread the faith. Uh, thank you everyone for for listening, tuning in, and we will talk next week.